Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 389. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, where we talk about culture, and where we embrace that weird week between Christmas and New Year's. On uh, one episode of Fake the Nation, I believe we were taping with Pete Dominic, referred to this week as Taint Week. Um, and forever in my mind, it is uh, it is Taint Week, this weird week between Christmas and New Year. Well, don't worry. We have put together for you a very delightful show with some of the conversations that we have been squirreling away um, to give to you on just this very Taint Week. First up, Sam B. and Gloria Riviera joined to discuss a morally dubious way to get your in-laws to leave and whether liking hot girl pics on Instagram is tantamount to cheating. Check it out. And now let's get into some ethical conundrums. To discuss these, I am joined by the uh, co-host of the podcast, The Defenders. It is the wonderful Gloria Riviera. Hey, Gloria. Hey there. I'm also joined by the other co-host of The Defenders podcast, uh, the wonderful comedian Sam B. Hey, Sam. Oh, hi. Okay, so we have a couple of ethical conundrums to share with you guys. First up, um, there's a couple, and the husband's parents are visiting, and they're staying a long time. And the couple is annoyed, and the wife called her sister-in-law to ask, like, what do you guys do? The parents don't seem to stay that long when they visit you guys. 
and the sister-in-law, Carla, she said, quote, um, she gives them the worst room in the house with the crappiest mattress and towels and no TV, and she doesn't let them buy any food or cook. She makes them food that they don't really like, and she keeps the big TV tuned into what she wants to watch and never their shows. If they break her rules, she complains out loud. Now, okay, so that's what Car- what the sister-in-law is doing. Now, the husband wants the wife to do this, but she says... Quote, thinking about being that rude to my in-laws is stressing me out. I want my husband to just talk to his parents and set a reasonable time limit for their visit. But he says he can't because they'd never forgive him. Should I go along with treating my in-laws this way because my husband wants me to? Not sure I can, but I guess I could try. Okay, so my question to the two of you is what should she do? Not that. Not that. <laughs> what in the world? Okay, it's so sure messed up. Oh, it's your sure husband a grown human person? Yeah, that's what it appears to be, yeah. Please be a grown up and speak yeah. with your parents. Set some limits. It's very reasonable. What they'll never forgive him, but they're never gonna forgive her. If she's mean to that, this is terrible. Is this terrible? This is terrible. I think that they need to rent an Airbnb nearby for the in-laws and let them live their lives. Like, come on, everybody pitch in. It's obviously an issue across the family. So everybody get together and make a reasonable accommodation for these people who raised you. Yes. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. I mean, I think path number one, talk to the husband, say, okay, how old are you again? You need to have this conversation. And failing that, you know, then she's got to have a conversation about setting a time limit because Mm -hmm. she can't put all her eggs in her husband's basket, clearly. And if the sister-in-law is acting cuckoo crazy over in the other house – that's what no is, way to go. So, what is happening in this yeah, family? What is happening? Stop it. <laughs> but also, I mean, here the thing that this made me so we all have children, right? And my my thought was, "Oh my god, my daughter's going to really like not want me around in the future." And it made me so sad. Yes. And it also immediately made me feel like I need to be extra kind to my parents because if I'm giving them that feeling, I don't want them to have that feeling. And I think this is one of those moments where you got to be like, you know what? You're you're thinking about this all wrong. What you should be thinking about is that you're not going to have these people around forever. Savor the time. I don't know. Like the, it. It just felt like nothing about the reality of like love was involved in right. this situation. It's all about personal convenience as opposed to love. And I hate to say honor, and I hate to say it, but duty. You know what I mean? And like, right. I don't mean to be like an immigrant's kid here, but like that shit. I feel is something. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah for sure, no, it feel- matters. It matters. It matters. Yeah, it's important. Just, just this Thanksgiving, I was about to take my seat at a friend's table. We had a nice invitation, and she called me into the other room, and she said to me, I can't sit next to my mother-in-law. Will you sit there? And I, I, I knew that you know they hadn't always seen eye to eye, shall we say. And so I sat myself <laughs> down in that seat, and I heard about everything this person had to say to me because I felt like I was doing a service for my friend. Like, she was honest with me. Like, I can't do it. And I'm like, I'm your girl. I got it. I sat down. You know, it's a good friend. You're a good friend. That's really good. Thank you. But I, I, you know, if you don't ask, you're not going to get help. So I think this woman needs to 
ask and then take action. That's great advice. That is great advice. If you don't ask, no one is going to help you with this situation. Yeah, you're going to sit you, there. Should I ask my husband? No. But yeah. also, you, I feel like at your, you probably didn't find that mother-in-law annoying in the same way she does, right? Oh, the little, oh, not in the same way she does, for sure. Who does find an in-law, you know, to right. be the same as uh, the person who's actually legally related to that person. But I, I empathize because, you know, I always... You know, it's it means something when as a younger person and I'm about to be 50. So we're talking about 50 to 70, 75 and up uh, when you spend time with that person and you want to know who they are. And and I, you know, my husband and I always try to do that because it's not easy when it's when you're the person related to that person, you know? Yeah, no, totally. There's so many triggers and you can't, you know. You, you, I mean, it's funny because like, just like around, you know, every time I go, I'm going to go home and, and here's the other, this is also the, the, the hypocritical turn that I think a lot of families take. If you need to stay at your parents' house, there is absolutely no limit that you will put on yourself for staying at your parents' house. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'll just be like, oh, mom, dad, I need to stay here for as long as it takes. Deal with it. You know what I mean? But then the opposite 100%. isn't true. And that I find really, so I'm, I'm going to be staying with my parents you know, for a good long, like, couple of weeks for Christmas, and uh, they have been told and not asked about these dates, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, but, it, but I have these moments where, like, they'll ask me, you know, because every time I arrive, there's just, like, it's, like, me setting up the technology issues, like, mm-hmm. figuring out their computers and their iPads and their TV remotes and all that stuff, and it's, for some reason, it's never solved, and, uh, and I do lose my mind. It is something that makes me lose my mind. I've actually had friends come over because I know that I'm going to just behave poorly. And <laughs> to like do, can you fix the remote? I can't do it. They make me insane with these yes. problems. We regress. We become teenagers, teenagers again. I become like yeah. a sulking teenager. These are like that these are like lucid conversations about boundaries. It's like you can't have any of these conversations while you're in it. You have to have them in advance. You have to like strategize a little bit. Like these are yeah. awake and when you're in a great you have to have these conversations when you're in a great mood. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Yeah. That's the that's the number yeah. one thing. Yeah, yeah, have them when you're in a great mood. Okay, let's turn to another quick conundrum before we run out of time. Um, this one was in a sex and relationship advice column in the New York Post. And um, this woman writes that I've been with my boyfriend for two years and can imagine getting married. The only issue is that he often likes pictures of other women, likes pictures of other women on Instagram and chats with them. And it makes me feel like I'm not enough. I've challenged him and he says he's not it cheating and it's just a bit of fun. Should I accept this behavior as part of our relationship? going to be a uh, negative. I'm going to say no. hard no. no. Hard no. Hard no. I don't like hard it no. one. I don't like it one goddamn bit. No. And I don't even know why. There's nothing really rational. It's just like, <laughs> what? No. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's, I mean, it's also like, why? Look, if chatting, this is what? this is, it's why I know chatting. Liking is already chatting is oh, then God. the next level of what take the next also, bus out of town my god should you yeah. if you're doing this stuff to me i mean i guess it's kind of i guess it's maybe noble that he doesn't hide it but hide it i don't want to know i mean part no. of me is just like hide it. this is horrible hide it. this is a bathroom cl- bathroom door closed situation if you're going to carry yes. on like this you better 
better hide that shit because you're up to no good. This yeah. is like nothing happens out. Nothing happens outside your home that's good at two o'clock in the morning yeah. on the street. Okay, it's not good. It's not this happening. is not. That's not good. Is this is this a relationship can be salvaged situation or should she just move on? I think the relationship needs a break, and I think it's also really yeah. hard to fine tune listening to your gut and your intuition, right? We spend so much time yes. in our 20s yes. and our 30s where we think, yes. huh, well, hmm, oh, I guess that's okay. No, it's not okay right now. <laughs> yes, no. it's more, yeah, that's one of those like bird's eye view conversations you have to have with yourself. You're like, okay, it's not my responsibility to change another person or to like bend another person to my will. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one of those things where you have to just go like in a relationship, that's a deal breaker for me. That's a boundary that I don't cross. So if you want to continue doing that, we probably aren't a good match. Yeah. Folks, you heard it here first we're probably not a good match i agree and (laughs) ladies and gentlemen that is the end of the show and what a show it was how fun are you guys i mean so fun i had such a good time if people are not already like just driven to subscribe to the defenders um this this episode will have done the job i'm sure of it uh, but what I would really like is for the people of Fake the Nation to know specifically where to follow you and all the things that you do. Sam B., where do they do that? I'm on Instagram and all the places. I have a great a, the podcast, The Defenders, which you can follow through Lemonada Media. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. I also have another podcast called Choice Words. Please uh, choose that one as well. Make a good choice. <laughs> Guys, two podcasts for you to listen to. Um, go and subscribe. And Gloria Riviere, where do they find you? Well, there are more than two. First of all, Choice Words is so good. You have to go listen to oh. it right now. Um, I am also the host of No One Is Coming to Save Us, which is a podcast about childcare or the lack thereof in the U.S. And I'm on all the social places too, so come find me. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, 
that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back. In this next topic, John Fugelsang and Gabe Malika joined to discuss a boyfriend who caught their future in-law cheating on their spouse. Ugh, it's hairy. Let's let's hear about it. And next topic. Today we're going to dig into a very juicy juicy moral conundrum. And joining me to do just that are comedian and host of the Sirius XM show Tell Me Everything. You can also find it as a podcast, the John Fugel saying podcast everywhere you podcast. It is the very wonderful John Fugel saying. Hey John. Hello. Hi there. And I'm also joined by comedian and star of the solo show Solo, a show about friendship. Um he's performed it in many places and hopefully it'll be coming to a city near you it is the wonderful gabe malika hey gabe hey nagin nice to see you um okay so we um there was a reddit post that posed a very interesting moral conundrum and i was so curious to hear your thoughts on it so basically there's a dude who um walks his girlfriend's parents dog on occasion um, just to help them out because they both are in the medical field and sometimes they have to do like all-nighters or weird weird shifts or whatever and so he goes over and helps them by walking the dog which I also just thought that was like a nice detail about a boyfriend helping his girlfriend's parents out that way Um, and one day he got to the house and he catches his you know future mother-in-law uh, in the throes of, um, you know, uh, sexual activity uh, with another man that was not her husband. So she, so he caught her just straight up cheating and he said nothing, walked back, you know, got back into his car and left and just didn't know what to do. Um you know, immediately afterwards, the mom sends a bunch of text messages and emails, basically like, please, please don't say anything. Like, let's talk this out, whatever. So he actually does go and talk to her. Um, and, and, and basically, she was like promising, I'll never do this again. It was a big mistake, blah, blah, blah. Don't, you know, you, you know, you have the wrong idea, blah, blah. And then he writes, she said, maybe it was a threat that if her daughter finds out, our marriage won't likely happen. And then he writes, you know, basically, he doesn't know what to do. He said, I don't, I, I don't know what I ought to do. I have kept my mouth shut so far at her mother's pleading. I could still tell my girlfriend or go straight to her husband. Doing nothing today still allows me to do something tomorrow. But soon, I'd have to explain why I delayed, why I abetted her mother's affair by not saying anything for a while. As each day passes with me silent. Silent, I am more and more complicit in her mother's cheating. So, I don't know, John. What should he do? 
First, I just want to make very clear that this woman told me she was separated from her husband. Okay. And, um, and I would not trespass in any other way. I think it's a bit disturbing, Nagin. You invite me on this show to talk about this topic, but I just want to say I saw there were two cars outside. She said they were both hers. What well, you know, I look. Um it's a it's a it's a sad story. It um it, it is certainly very funny. Uh, very good chance that the mother has done this before and has learned very well how to hide her tracks. Although this is just messy in the house, in the house. This is, this is, I mean, I mean, what would I say about a father who was an adulterer doing this in the house? Are you lazy bastard? Go motel six for God's sakes. Have some pride in your adulterous scourge. Uh, he's got (laughs) to tell his girlfriend. There's just no way around it. This woman manipulated him. Uh, into saying that if you tell my daughter, your marriage will never happen. So right away, you know what she's made of and how the mother can go ahead and do it. And ordinarily, look, a part of me just says, look, let sleeping dogs lie, let it go. But every day that passes where he doesn't tell his fiancée is a day that he would make his own potential hole he's in even worse. This poor guy didn't do anything wrong. He went over there literally with the key they gave him to walk their damn dog. Like he was literally coming over to be nice to the mother. And to now be she's nice. yeah. threatening him with his marriage will never happen if he doesn't help prop up her lies. I, again, I'm not into destroying marriages for adultery and I'm not into... I'm not into judging people for their sin, okay? I'm a big fan of Jesus, who was not, Jesus didn't like hypocrites. He was okay with sinners. We're all bad in different ways. It's not my place to judge the mother. I don't know what her deal is with the father, but this guy's got to tell his girlfriend, and they can agree to never tell the dad, but there's no no angle I can think of where it's good for him to not tell his fiance. All right. So I, I have questions coming from that, but I first want to hear Gabe's take. My my dad, the attorney, loves to say that nobody ever gets caught doing something the first time they do it. Yeah. Like it's always a repeat. Ooh. Correct. And she and, did it enough to get sloppy. Yeah. And like sometimes I'm like, these people want to get caught. Like these people, like, right. like you're doing it in your house, in your kitchen where you know that guy's going to be. Like use your in brain. front of the dog in front yeah in front yeah. of the dog yeah and and John's totally right like like who is this guy coming over to this married woman's house in their kitchen like you guys are losers like <laughs> <I know. laughs> self respect man yeah. looking up. at looking at family photos you know yeah. uh, on the chimney yeah yeah it's gross that's really so so you what do you think like he needs to do what the 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 guy yeah i think your relationship has got to be with your with your girlfriend slash fiance right yeah. like that's who you owe things to um i also think that if the mother didn't react in such a way like she could have been like hey like we don't really talk about it but like we have this relationship where like we can see other people like i don't know i wouldn't judge if she like acted cool about exactly. it i'd be like exactly. oh like i'm not gonna bring this up to my girlfriend because like Maybe she doesn't want to know that her parents swing or whatever. Like maybe that's like supposed to be yeah. like off and off in the side. But if you come in, but clearly hostile, that's not the case. Clearly that's not the case because yeah. the mother is trying to coerce him into lying. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to find out your boyfriend had an affair on you. It's another thing to find out he's an accomplice to your mother Mother's cheating on affair. your dad. Right. Yeah. I think the boyfriend needs to go to the mother-in-law and say, "You're going to tell my fiance your daughter, or I will. You have mm. the choice. We'll, we'll. She'll decide if your husband finds out or not." Um. I, okay, so in the movie version of this situation, <laughs> the they set up a whole situ- scene where we learn that the most important thing to the daughter is the reverence with which she views her parents' marriage. Mm. And for that marriage to falter in any way would be 
utterly devastating to her. So that's the scene where like, that's not in this description, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, there's a possible, maybe, and you know, like he didn't, again, he didn't say this. I'm just extrapolating that it's possible one of the reasons that he didn't want to run and tell her is because it's so painful for the daughter to know this. And does he want to cause her that pain? So that's one just question I have. Is there some, is there a utilitarian argument in keeping this from the girlfriend? Yeah, for sure. Sure. It's probably what he'll do. It's easy to do nothing. It's much easier just to be like, I'll yeah. never, we'll never talk about this again. Um, I get right. that. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say, okay, now I, I probably, I, if it was me, I would tell my, my fiance, um, I also think that the pain of keeping the secret, you know, it's it's like I think you could keep a secret for very many years or whatever. It's totally possible to do that. But I do think it eats away at you like 20 years down the line. You say something, it slips up and then it comes out. It's just like things eat away at you. And so like holding a secret from the person that you want to be with forever I think is just really hard, you know? Yeah. So I think just on it for a selfish reason of not having to do that to yourself, well, just tell her. Nagin, you'd be surprised how many people can go decades without letting it eat away at them too much. But it does eat away. I think it does. And then they just are good for, at compartmentalizing. For some, people, for some people, it eats away at them. For other people, it's like breathing. And they're just very, very good at it. And it's like an addiction for many. And you can be a very highly functioning addict. Now, okay. Now, let's take it to the second level of um, order of events. Let's say they do talk to the – the mom says to the to the girlfriend, hey, I'm cheating on your dad. This is what happened. I, uh, do they – Tell the father. Oh God, this it's it's so hard to know. Like, cause like yeah. m- maybe the dad's cheating too. Like maybe this is just a mess. Right, like, right. I, 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 don't, right. I don't think so. I don't maybe, think if the dad was doing yeah. it, the mother would have said that and to make all the smoke go away. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He'd probably be accused. Right, but all, yeah, but also you know, there's like situations where someone's like, I've always known, but our marriage has been good. Maybe because that the person has an outlet. Or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And also, I've, I've, you know, I, I know a person who, who, who did a little, who did one, a one-time cheating, and they never told their spouse, and they were like really ashamed, and it like truly never happened again, and that, and I think that they have like a great marriage or whatever, um, but it was like a literal momentary lapse in judgment, and, um, and in that situation, I was sort of like. You know, if if someone was to ask me, like, in retrospect, it seemed like it it worked out well that they didn't that they never said anything. Yeah. You know, uh, look, I, I mean, at a time when when uh, we're all trying to be very careful in our wording about Israel, Palestine, let me say the most controversial thing I'll say on your show. We'll never know how many marriages are saved by adultery. We'll never right. know how many right. women or men stepping out that one time, fixed what they had in them and made a long lasting, happier marriage where they could appreciate yep. their part. We'll, yeah. we'll never know how many marriages are saved by porn. We'll never know. Right. But in this, <laughs> in, in this case, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's not this guy's adultery. It's his future mother-in-law's. And there's no way he can help her and deceive his wife and still be an ethical man entering into a marriage contract with his fiance. 
just they can't can't do it. Yeah. Even and by the way, maybe the mom's fling saved her marriage. Maybe they'll grow old together, happy with the grandkids because of this. Either way, his fiance still has to know. Yeah. And maybe they just decide to never tell the dad, and that would be the the cleanest possible resolution. And then. Hey, his wife now owns her mother for all time and owes her owes it all to her husband. <laughs> He's going to have the most grateful wife of anybody. All right, folks, let me know what is your solution to this moral conundrum. Uh, it was a juicy one. I'm so curious to hear. All right, that is the end of the show. My God, I love having the two of you on. And I know Fake the Nation listeners um, loved you too, and I want them to be able to find you and all the wonderful things that they do. John saying, where do they do that? Uh, well, thank you so much. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Blue Sky, Mastodon, Counter Social, Tribal Threads, Friends for MySpace, Spoutable, <laughs> Flickr, and Post, uh, or Sirius XM five nights a week on channel 127 or the John Fuglesang podcast uh, free wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, folks, you, I mean, look, this is like, you know, again, uh, Fuglesang was either my first episode guest or my second episode. I can't, I can't quite remember, but it was literally the first or second. He, I've known him for so, so many years. So you know what a big fan I am. He was also the first ever live show panelist that we oh. had. I think it was John and it was John Fuglesang and John Hodgman. John Hodgman, that's and right. The, the Johns. And uh, so anyways, um, I, I love him to pieces and I know you Thank guys you. do too. So definitely, you. Um, you know, subscribe immediately to that podcast and listen to Sirius XM for his show every night. Gabe, where do they find you? Uh, at Gabe Malika on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And my show is running in New York uh, until November 18th, but then also Chicago, December 20th to the 23rd. And then for a week in a theater in Boston uh, in April, Marathon Week. Oh, my God. And folks, like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm around comedians a lot. This is a show that comedians talk about behind Gabe's back <laughs> in glowing terms, okay? Like, see this show, um, and uh, th- I have a chance to see it um, here in New York City, and I'm going to uh, hopefully, if parenting and stand-up comedy allow, be able to see it. <laughs> so come see it with me, because Gabe is awesome. And that is the end of the show. I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. I hope you're making a bunch of cookies and binging a bunch of movies. And I want to thank everyone who makes the show a possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Our fantastic theme music was written by Gabi Alter. Thanks to everyone at HeadGum who makes the show a possibility. And uh, if you have any thoughts or ideas, you can email us at fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com. And otherwise, we'll be back in your earballs next year. That was a headgum podcast.